The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. Committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Thursday the 11th of July. In your squeeze today, Indigenous constitutional recognition. The tribal massacre in PNG. New South Wales wins state of origin. And remembering the Volkswagen Beetle. This is your squeeze today. Ken Wyatt is a name I reckon we'll hear a bit in the next three years, Claire. He's the new Indigenous Affairs Minister and the first Indigenous person to hold the role. Yesterday, appearing at the press club, he announced that a proposal to recognise Indigenous people in the constitution will be put to a referendum within three years. But only if it has a good chance of success. And that means that they've got a lot of work to do to get that option uh, agreed by not just uh, the political parties parties and there's some work to do on that, uh, but also to get Indigenous leaders and communities behind whatever proposal it is that they put to the country to vote on. Uh, Ken White also says that he would be very reluctant to put it to that referendum if the belief was it didn't have a good chance of success. And that's because risking putting Indigenous affairs behind uh, is really something that he doesn't want to do. So one of the key features of this conversation has been the Uluru Statement from the Heart. Malcolm Turnbull, when he was Prime Minister, rejected the idea. He said he was concerned that an enshrined voice uh, would in effect become a third chamber of the parliament. Yesterday, though, Ken Wyatt left open the idea. Can you just take us through that? So in 2017, there was a meeting of hundreds of Indigenous people in Uluru and they were there to discuss proposals for the recognition of Indigenous people in our constitution. And they came back with this proposal of what is called an Indigenous voice uh, and that that voice should be enshrined in the constitution constitution and it should be some kind of national advisory uh, body or group or process uh, that the federal parliament would then uh, refer to when it's making policy across the board to reflect Indigenous people's views. And uh, how they actually do that really is the nub of the issue. And Ken Wyatt's picked that up. The Morrison government says they want to go forward. Uh, And yeah, how exactly that happens really is what they need to try and work out next. So I guess, as we often say in the podcast, the next step is a lot of talking. A lot more talking to do. In Papua New Guinea, at least 24 people, 16 of them women, some pregnant and children have been killed in a tribal massacre. And apparently these are not uncommon, uh, although this is the biggest outbreak of tribal violence in PNG for some years. Uh, Apparently these tribal battles and uh, acts of violence are are really quite common, particularly in the Highlands. And, uh, yeah, the the newly minted Prime Minister there, James Marape, says that it's one of the saddest days of his life, uh, that it's something that he's vowed to come down hard on. We haven't talked about the spat between the US and the United Kingdom in the podcast as yet, so quick background. Last week, highly confidential diplomatic cables sent from the UK's ambassador to the United States, Sir Kim Darrick, back to London, described President Donald Trump as inept, insecure and incompetent. Those cables were then leaked and it's safe to say 
Donald Trump didn't take that commentary well. Now, Claire, the UK ambassador has stepped down. He couldn't do his job anymore, he said. So he's gone home and caretaker Prime Minister Theresa May says that it's a matter of deep regret. They need a, a new ambassador there and rebuilding of relationships. Now, we've talked a bit about how we're tightening the purse strings, which means our economy is suffering, but maybe a bit of light at the end of the tunnel in regards to, to housing. Yeah, a couple of bits of data out yesterday that were quite interesting and informative on where we're at at the moment. One is around consumer confidence and uh, the view there is that we're not feeling in a particularly spending mood at all. So that's a bit of an issue. Uh, The other bit of um, data from the Housing Industry Association says when you put low interest rates, uh, the recent house price falls and uh, some improvement in wages growth, it means that anyone earning average wages, uh, looking to buy a, a sort of median priced property uh, will actually see it easier to pay their mortgage than uh, anyone since 1999. So that's something to be a bit cheery about. That's something. We're holding on to that. State of Origin last night was quite the thriller. Queensland drawing level within the final three minutes. New South Wales then had to pull something special to secure the win with a try less than 30 seconds before full-time. Very happy New South Wales fans. An upset in the Cricket World Cup last night, Claire, saw India going down to New Zealand in the first semi-final. Yeah, that's a really big shock there. And the Aussie men take to the field tonight. They're playing uh, the Poms and, yeah, fingers crossed for them to prevail there so that they make it into that final on Sunday to take on New Zealand for the title. And at Wimbledon, Serena Williams is on a roll, headed to the semifinals tonight. And in the men's, Rafa and Federer will face off in the quarterfinals. An interesting read on Serena Williams in, uh, is it Vanity Fair? Harper's Bazaar, that one. Harper's yeah. Bazaar. Yeah, she's uh, there. Clearly, the US Open incident where she really blew up and, um, of course, knocked um, Naomi Osaka's historic win off the front page uh, meant that she has really some more feelings about it that she's still unpacking. So, yeah, she talks about how she's dealing with that there. It's a while ago now. Um, the last Volkswagen Beetle has rolled off the production line. What a life it's had. Yeah, and really interesting story. Of course, it's quite a cultural story as well as one about manufacturing. And yeah, the Volkswagen Beetle was um, a project that really started under the Nazis and then was abandoned and then resurrected by the British after World War II. And uh, it then became quite an iconic uh, vehicle that really gave the people the option of cheap cars way back Mm. in those days and the last one came off the production line last night. Apparently not the safest vehicles. (laughs) Well, I don't think they're meant to be driven particularly fast. So No, that's true. If you get stuck behind one on a highway, it's not fun. That's right. Before we get to the email subject line, don't forget to take a look at your squeeze head status at the bottom of your squeeze today email. It'll tell you how many people you've referred to the squeeze if you hit five referrals in July. You'll go in the draw to win one of $1,000 retail gift cards. We're talking David Jones, Country Road, Freedom, Woolworths. It's a good way to get the economy started. (laughs) We're doing our bit. (laughs) We're doing our bit. If you have no idea what I'm talking about when I say squeeze heads, there's a link in your episode notes that'll tell you all you need to know. 
The subject line, what have we got? I've gone for a Madonna song today uh, and the lyric is you're frozen when your heart's not open from that song Frozen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that yeah. relates to the triple Antarctic blast that is going across southern uh, Australia. We're talking um, South Australia, Victoria and Tassie. They're getting very severe weather warnings of some very cold weather. Stay warm down there. That's all from us today. Enjoy your Thursday and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at bhp.com.au.